You gonna clap again? What's he doing the ASMR? (laughs) (laughs) I love that stuff. I don't know why. Okay. Whew. I don't know why that stuff. I'll turn it on. I'm like. <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. This is part two from last week's episode, just a continuation of what we were talking about. Um, Obviously, I mean, we've changed outfits and everything. If you watched last week, (laughs) really, we just changed jackets. Um, If you're not watching and you can't see us. So, yeah, last week's episode... I just felt like it was at a point where we just needed to end. It was a good wrap up point. And so today I want to talk about Jojo's first breakup because I just think we can lead into our breakup. And then there was something you had brought up that was our friend's son came home wearing a skirt the other day and his response to that, which I thought was like a great response and a great like topic of how, how parents see, like when your kid comes out, like what parents fear is, it's not, they don't want you to be LGBTQ. Usually sometimes it is, but that word, that fear is rooted in and it is valid. So yeah. Ready? Your microphone seems like super far from your face. Like the whole thing, like the stand. I'll get you one of these fancy ones. Okay. Drink is down there. I'll let you order me some of these fancy ones. We'll put them on the wall and okay. they can come this way. Cool. I'll let you pay for them and everything. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I know. I'm so considerate. It's your Christmas present. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're so cute. Uh, so which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Jojo. Uh, you want to talk about Jojo first? Yeah, I can see what you're going to talk about. Okay. So Jojo, as if you've listened to our episode where we first talked about Jojo coming out, thank you to all the people who viewed it. It is our top viewed YouTube video. I think we're at like 800 plus views. They love some Jojo. Oh my gosh. Jojo fans are, she calls them the C-Winators. I learned that on Dancing with Stars last night. Yeah. What's it called? The C-Winators. C-Siwa. Like Siwa. Siwa. Like her last name. Yes. The Seawinators. Sounds different when my three-year-old son yeah, says it. Jojo Siwa. Um, yeah. He's a fan, too. Oh, he is, like, her number one and three-year-old fan. And has been a fan for years. Oh, Paulo's fanatic. Like, he can hear her voice on my phone and, like, comes running. Let me see, Mom. Yeah. yeah. Let me see Jojo. Yeah, Jojo. Uh, he doesn't talk like that. That was way too baby. Yeah, um, was I was like, say. what was that? <laughs> he talks like a grown man. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's a very good language skills for that boy. Mm-hmm. Too good. 
Leave um, me alone. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Leave me alone. Don't touch me. <laughs> okay. I need a moment. I need just to take a minute. That's what he told me last night today. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. So thanks to all the people who have viewed on YouTube because that Jojo fans are for real. I got corrected on that video on some dates I had wrong, which we've discussed, <laughs> but it made me laugh because they're loyal and I love uh -huh. that. And that's really what, as a person who's a creator, that's what you want is just loyal fans. It doesn't have to be like her 20 million fans or whatever, just the loyal ones that are there. Like they're invested in your story and who you are. We have a good five. Yeah. We got yeah. five loyal fans. It's my mom. Than my daughter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so she, we had talked about how she had a girlfriend that she started dating, I guess it was last year and they were dating at the beginning of dancing with stars, but it has officially been confirmed that they did break up. Jojo finally commented on it. Well, I was waiting for confirmation. I was like, Maddie, I know they broke she up. She is not. She is not in that. They're video. not posting together. She's not at Dancing with the Stars. I told y'all this is something we regularly do with people who we're friends with on social media. I'm like, look, did you notice they're not posting together anymore? Like, we just, I don't know. I guess it's a game for us, which sucks. We talk about this. We'll both discuss you it. Okay, maybe it's me. It. I just notice when the pictures you change. Very observant. Um, anyways, so she did break up. They were together for nine years, nine years, nine months, excuse me. And uh, this was JoJo's first love. Her words. Is that what she said? Yes. This was oh. her first love. And she's 18. And uh, it made me think about, like, because I had dated a guy for four years in high school and college. And then I was engaged to a guy in college, a different guy. So I had had long relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but like those breakups were not as traumatic as when I had come out of the closet. Those girl breakups. Yeah. So I was like, that's something we should discuss because <laughs> I don't think straight people are going to understand this. No, because as a, they're called late bloomers. I don't think I was, well, maybe I was a late bloomer. Cause I was like 20, how 25, 24, 24. I think I was 24. <clears throat> I married you when I was 26, but I also met you like right before I turned 26 as in three days before I turned 26. Um, so I came out like 24 ish. So, when I broke up with my high school sweetheart, as he was called, because that's what you're called, I guess, if you date in high school. He and then after, sweetheart. he was not a sweetheart. Um, he was actually really mean. And that came from his own insecurities. Uh, I broke up with him. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I broke up with him because, one... I wasn't, I hadn't confessed to myself yet. Like I wasn't at that point where mm -hmm. I was going to accept that I was gay. I knew I was like, I knew that that was the thing about me, but I wasn't there where I was like, this is why mm -hmm. I, I just realized it was such a toxic relationship. We break up and get back together and break up. And it was very codependent, especially on his end. And it just got to be too much. And he was verbally abusive. He was mentally abusive. Like he was. He told me I needed fat burners one time and I weighed 119 pounds freshman year of college. And like looking back, I'm like, first of all, 
I was the small one in the relationship, but whatever. It, I realized as an adult, it came from his own insecurities. Yeah. Um, so whatever, but it was just toxic. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of things. If any of my high school people, I'm not trying I do have friends still that know who this person is. Cause we went to school together. It just was toxic. I'm not going to say too much. It's not my place. But the funny thing, I will say this funny thing though. He threatened me when we were in high school, like seniors, I think that if I ever broke up with him, he was going to turn gay. <laughs> I beat you there, buddy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, first of all, you can't turn gay. Um, you either are or you're not. Yeah. Like, okay. Good luck with that. I'm trying to not be gay, but cool. <laughs> Can't turn straight, but okay. Um, Can't believe me, I'm turning straight. Yeah. <laughs> to the bar. Straight to the bar. <laughs> You're funny. Um, so it wasn't traumatic. Like, I broke it off. I knew it was toxic. Then in college, I was engaged to a great guy. Um we got engaged, immediately started fighting. And I think I've kind of talked about this. And then the Lord started like showing me, like, if you marry him, you're going to break his heart because you're going to fall in love with a woman. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are, and this is not against anybody who has married someone of the opposite sex, then gotten a divorce, come out later. Like that's a lot of people's stories. Story. That's yeah. more people's stories than mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know many people who have my experience, but God did not want me going down that road, made it very loud and clear. I was also not at a point where I was ready to come out. And so all I said was, ever since we got engaged, we started fighting. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that's a sign that we're not supposed to get married, you know, clearly. Um, but the shitty part was that I had the secret that I knew it was because I knew I was gay and God knew I was gay. And I wasn't at a point of accepting it yet, but I knew that was a truth and I couldn't tell anyone. Mm -hmm. And so everyone was mad at me. So that breakup was one, it was easy because I knew God was right. I was gay. Um, but it was hard because everyone told me I was making a mistake because they didn't know the gay part. They just knew Mm -hmm. he was a great guy and that was it. Why are you doing this? Um, so that was hard in that sense, but then enter in the girl who pulled me out of the closet (laughs) and it was way different. That was the end of my life is how it felt (laughs) because here I am 24 years old, 25 years old. I have my own apartment that I pay for. I have a great job. I go buy shoes every two weeks. Like I'm, I can buy Starbucks every day. Like I was living my best life. Mm-hmm. No adult supervision. Cause one, I'm grown up with my own stuff, paying my own bills. And then I meet this girl and I feel like I'm mostly talking. You're not sharing any of your story. Do I need to keep t- telling mine and then you're, you're going to tell yours? Go. I know you're going to laugh. Listen. You always laugh at me in this story. Cause it's, it is funny. And I was, should I just share the whole like bits of it, how I met this person? It was really quick. Um, I was a trainer in Houston. One of our programs that me and one of the other guys ran was a 
there was a law firm company type thing and they paid for their employees. If they wanted to be a part of this workout program, the company paid for it and we ran the program. And so I didn't actually run the program. I was there to help with marketing. So I was taking pictures in the beginning. Eventually I took over the program, but the first night that I took pictures, there was this girl there who was flirting with me. And then I started training them and we became friends, but started like texting me and asking me questions. And it was like very obvious that she was into me. And I was, I was finally at this point where I was wrestling with this. (laughs) You're all laughing. And this is also the time where like I saw God and, uh, for the Bible tells me so I read a letter to Louise. I was reading all these books to help myself with this, these feelings that were starting to come out. Um, so I was also having this wrestle with God, like God, okay, obviously Mm -hmm. I have a thing for this girl and she has a thing for me, but I still felt like I was going to burn in hell if I acted on these feelings, but they were so strong. I didn't have any sneaking around. I had to do as far as from my parents. I had my own place. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have to sneak around for my job because it was a very Christian religious, we'll say strict close knit group. Um, so, you know, God, yes, I made you gay. Love you. Perfect. We're good. So I accepted that I was gay and then we started a relationship and it was a whirlwind. This girl was straight. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why <laughs> for all the people listening, us, us gay folk, most of us do not want to date straight women because for them, it's probably just like a experiment or a fling. Yeah. Then you got us on the other side. First time I was like, Oh my gosh, I get it now. I get the romantic comedies. I get my sister's boy crazy sneaking out of the house. I would have snuck out of the house for this feeling. Yeah. But I didn't allow myself to feel those feelings yeah. in yeah, high school or act on them. I yeah. felt them. Like I have, we've talked about, I don't think on the show yet, but I had a best friend who I had a crush on and she had a crush on me. We're both now married to women. <laughs> um, and we, we've talked about it now as we're adults, like, Oh my gosh, like we were just kids and we mm. didn't act on any of these feelings. But now here I am an adult in Houston with my own place. And, I finally understood what that feeling was, that love. I got it. It made sense. It wasn't this other thing. It was just like, I got it. This is what falling in love feels like. Um, I didn't have to, someone asked, several people asked, like my sister and my boss, are you, are you struggling? Is she making you stumble? Are you struggling with being gay? I'm like, no, I was struggling with being straight. This, this is right. I get it. I understand now. (laughs) like you know and then that relationship obviously because she was straight ended like within three months and we were best friends which is kind of funny to think now that i'm saying it because um jojo and her girlfriend that broke up they were best friends before they started dating and that's Mm -hmm. something she said in her interview we're still best friends and that was the hardest part of the breakup was that she was going to lose her friend yeah but they kept that and uh my friend she was still my best friend Mm -hmm. but the hard part about it was because she was straight i and and she ended up becoming my roommate i had to watch her date other people Mm -hmm. and meanwhile i'm here with all my new gay feelings watching her go and date other people and all this stuff and i mean 
<laughs> end of the world. It crushed me. Yeah. And that's so just feeling for Jojo like this week and it's so cheesy, but it's like, I remember that first time falling in love yeah. and I'm so thankful to my friend who pulled me. Cause that's what he said. She, I said, she pulled me out of the closet. If it weren't for her aggression and pursuing me, who knows how long I would have been in the closet. Cause I was too scared to act on those feelings. You might've never met me, babe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but man, it was like heart crushing for months. And so I stupidly, I didn't, I was too afraid to meet women. I didn't expect to talk about this, but I was the one you always laugh at me for this, that, cause I don't go out. I was never someone who went out. The only time I would go, it was because my friend would be well, like, then, let's uh, go but, out. I mean, you were in Houston. You didn't have a community of, of I didn't have a community of lesbian friends that are like, Oh, let's go to, Let's go to mm-hmm. this place, or let's go to Pride. So, mm-hmm. and I, I still I wasn't. Under, I know, but still, like, yeah. So I went on by yourself. Okay, Cupid and Match. dot com. <laughs> That's how I started meeting people. Yeah, I met some crazy people on there. <laughs> Don't recommend it. <laughs> some crazy people. Yeah, people are totally different from typing a message to being in person. No. Um, but then I met you and that all meeting my friend who pulled me out of the closet doing online dating for, I think it was like maybe a year, less than a year. And then I met you and I was done with all that shit. And then 26 days later, I proposed <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> And you're now my longest relationship. Congrats. Eight months. Did you just say eight months? <laughs> eight years, lady. It's almost, what's today? The 10th? Yeah. One month. It'll be eight years of marriage. Crazy. Mm-hmm. How was your first breakup? I just talked for like 20 minutes straight. Literally 19 minutes. <laughs> My first breakup. Like, because you dated one guy, right? Kind of. Yeah. And it was just like, whatever. It was more like acting the part. I don't want to talk for you, so I'm talking with you. That, what did that energy drink do? Oh, my gosh. Woke me up. I'm ready to party. Like, whoa. Why do I not drink these every day? I forgot to put on vitamins today, too. Mm-hmm. I haven't even finished it. It's so good. I'm like halfway. I probably shouldn't have any more. Are you going to talk? It didn't do anything for you, obviously. I'm a little way. I didn't finish. I mean, I've been sipping on it, but... I don't really have anything to talk about on that topic. topic? Yours wasn't as traumatic? Your breakup? Or was your first breakup just like it was just well, time I mean, to I end? Well, I understand the, the difference between... When you're dating a boy, man, and then when I had my first girlfriend, it was like... The difference of feelings. Oh, feelings, yes. It's crazy. Yeah. And didn't get to experience it until, like, 20s, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I know. I love seeing... 
like today's high schoolers getting to go to prom with their girlfriends or like the first boy one prom queen or homecoming queen the other day or something like that. I was just, it's so cool to me. And I know it disgusts a lot of parents, but whatever, like (laughs) y'all are, you need to wake up. Um, I'm sorry because it's beautiful to me because I hated myself in high school and from the time I started figuring it out, like when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. I hated myself. I didn't want anyone to figure that secret out yeah, and, or figure out that secret. Is that right? Um, I didn't want anyone to find out because they would think I was gross too. Mm-hmm. And to see these kids living in their truth, because that is who they are, or even if they're getting the freedom to exper- experiment almost. I mean, like just, figure out who they are before they're out of Mm -hmm. the roof, which I think is, we were talking with our neighbor the other day. And I think giving our kids as teenagers, the freedom to do that under our roof versus when they're out in the world without any supervision or any adult who has more wisdom to talk to is so important because it's like, okay, wait, so maybe, maybe Amaya takes an interest in girls one day and then decides, no, I want to be with a guy. I would rather us give her the safety to do that under our roof when she's allowed to start dating anyways, which is at like age 40. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, she's so pretty. Both of her kids are beautiful. Um, but I would rather give both of them the freedom to figure out who they are. Huh? Oh my, I know. To figure out who they are under our roof with our guidance and our wisdom and our supervision versus out in the world like i might have not gotten on match.com and okay cupid and done all those things which i learned from all those relationships i'm not gonna say it didn't i i did learn different things yeah, okay. but i would rather because also my and my mom knew i was doing that as an adult because mm-hmm. i was out to her and her fear was you never know when you're gonna get catfish because there yeah. are some crazy people who could pretend to be gay meet you kill you beat you you know that is also the truth and a reality um so online dating wasn't the best choice but whatever i i survived i guess <laughs> um but yeah i would i would rather give our kids the freedom which i think we already do in a pretty dang strong world um to just figure out who they are yeah i'll um, have that relationship too to where they can talk to you about things oh i have a like We've already talked to my like. You think she's pretty? Yeah. Cool. No, Mom, I like boys. That's what she told me. And she was very open about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of talked about that. And mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Having that conversation. Hey. It's okay either way. Yes. Almost. And I think it's also important for us in our house, especially, is like that whole you don't have to come out. It's just like. I'm dating someone. Okay. What's their name? Like mm-hmm. you don't have to say it's a girl or a boy. It's just like, who are they? It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Are they kind? Do they value themselves? And do they value you? Cause if they don't value themselves, they're probably going to be abusive because of insecurity. And, uh, we talk about that, like teaching your kids to value themselves. Like you're important enough by yourself. You don't need someone. They can benefit, like add benefit to your life, add joy to your life. Great. But you are enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something we're learning. Like I told you, I listened to this amazing podcast. Um, 
we can do hard things by Glennon Doyle, but it was an episode and they're talking about like falling in love her and Abby. We're talking about this and it's just about, you know, we have these different loves in our life and, Oh, that one, that person wasn't the one was something they were saying. And her sister who's on there said, but there's only one common denominator in all of those relationships and it's you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what did you do wrong? What could you have done differently? Because finding that one true love, they said, is more like it's you. It's learning to love yourself better Mm -hmm. each time. And Abby said, falling in love with Glennon gave her the permission to fall in love with herself. Mm -hmm. To love the things that are different about herself. And I completely agree as they were talking about it, i was like oh it's you you fall in love with yourself like mm-hmm. that's you're the one thing and it's we say this all the time you love you love yourself and you love your neighbor but if you don't love yourself how can you love your neighbor mm-hmm. if i don't love me how can i love you um and i completely agree with what abby said i you allowed me to become myself and you're still allowing me to become myself i still mm-hmm. completely found that person that's in there i'm getting closer but you give me permission to do that. You buy the new wardrobes when I change my mind, you know, mm-hmm. um, push me towards my passions. And anyways, that kind of went off on a sidetrack, but that's just the importance of teaching our kids now to value themselves so that when they do get in a relationship, it can be beautiful. Yeah. And they know when something's toxic and they can end it and not be like me and spend four years in it. No, which you've done. Yeah. yeah. You did that. You were in some toxic relationships and a couple right before me. Yeah. Which was part of why I think our marriage was so hard in the beginning. We were both so broken, mm-hmm. which we talk about all the time. We had to heal together and apart because we had different wounds. But anyways, which I think just talking about that can you can go back into the next topic that you wanted to bring up, which was about our friend and his son. Oh, yeah. And parenting. So go ahead. It's <laughs> your topic. <laughs> Speak. Oh, I just, I just fell, in, fell in love with the way he handled that. Um, he just pretty much said that his notice his kid started dressing different, came home you know, like wearing skirts and stuff and was like, whoa. And of course, when you hear that, you automatically think maybe, okay, are they, are they gay? Are they gay or not? Whatever. That mm-hmm. wasn't his case. His case was just like, I just, I feel like if I look good in something, I'm going to wear it. And um, that's what the son's in. Yeah. That's sweet. I like that. Yeah. But being, you know, being, that's what we talk about, letting their kids be free. And yeah. And um, his biggest concern was, you know, not about, you know, the being gay part, but about how people are going to treat treat him. Mm-hmm. And just being able to have that conversation, I think, was really special. And, you know, how many kids don't get that? Mm-hmm. Instead, they're probably getting the totally opposite. Like, why are you wearing that skirt? Yeah. No faggot's going to live in my yeah. house. And, and, you know, you just Sorry, see the, the opposite side of that. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that he said, I, if I look good in something, I'm going to wear it. Like that right there shows you how great of a job they have done at raising their children mm-hmm. to discover who they are. Yeah. And we've all, we know 
you know who you are. Cause I know you listen. Um, we've always said like, I want my kids to, I want to raise them to be like their kids. They've done a great job with raising their kids. Someone who we love to about how do we do a better job raising great kids and they've done a great job. So props to you. You know, you are super, super special. Really touched me. I thought it was beautiful. I love that. Well, cause yeah, I was thinking about that today when I was leaving your work, like on that whole comment of like what I just said, Oh, I'm not going to raise no fag in my house and i apologize for the language i don't like it but it's something that's said a lot mm-hmm. to people coming out or people trying to figure out who they are i and, like it and when, that's toxic masculinity at yeah. its finest like apollo painting his nails yeah oh it's like why do you I am on do that the, yeah edge about that like i don't want anyone to say anything that's for girls like uh no yeah. it's for nails yeah, Maya paints his nails. He wants to be weird. He's with three three girls. Yeah, it's just not gonna. He's we the, paint our nails. Literally the most boy boyish. Yes, he's very very. <laughs> he's half dinosaur. I don't know if everyone mm, knows this. Half ninja. I, I grew a dinosaur in my stomach, and he is half dinosaur, half crazy. No, he's he's all energy. I don't even want to say all boy because he's just the most energetic loving wants wild to fight, wants, wants to, to fight wrestle, wants, wants to paint to his roar. nails wants to yeah fix I, my hair wants to nails. cuddle he's he's uh, all of those things strong-willed um he knows who he is already at three yeah, he don't give a shit he does not and i i don't ever want to break that no because i think it's going to be a great thing one day it's going to bless the world um and i know i get judged a lot for how crazy he is but it's just like you know what i love the hell out of that boy and we do discipline him in our own way which is still trying to learn we try to set boundaries it's not even discipline. It's like hey dude like it's okay to wrestle but you gotta ask for permission like don't just come up and swing like i'm reading my book or something and he's three and he's learning and he's like oh darling who's money he calls her darling and he calls me honey and then he just runs up and swings because they wrestle a lot and he just forgets to ask before he <laughs> gives her a black eye but um <laughs> no he he doesn't he just got a heavy hand but, yeah don't ever want somebody <laughs> nobody better say anything say about anything his nails about being his painted nails in front of me Oh, people say it all the time. That's a girl toy. Cause he, we've said this too. He uses a Maya's old toys. I'm like, it's a toy. Yeah. It's pink. He wants to carry a baby around. Who cares? Yeah. He's going to be a great dad. Yeah. He's going to be nurturing. Um, he wants to wash dishes. Hell yeah, please. But not yet. Cause I'm not ready for that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's, I've told Amaya this the other day. Um, I was like, you're going to know how to change a tire, how to build out a bus, how to, frame a wall, how to clean your house, how to do your dishes, how to wash your own clothes, because it's nobody else's responsibility to do those things for you. And if you can do it for yourself and save money, you're going to know how mm-hmm. we do not have a man here who does those things. I have changed the oil on our boat. I'm probably will try to do it on the bus. Um, if it saves me money versus time, mm-hmm. it's a trade off. And I, Apollo, I told you the same thing. I said, Apollo will know how to mop a floor, how to sweep floors, how to clean the house, how to wash dishes, because if he has his own apartment, I do not want it to look gross and smell gross. Mm -hmm. He's going to know how to take care of himself and not expect his wife to be his mom or his husband, whoever that person may be, to be his mama. 
I'm not even that for them. I'm like, no, wash your dishes. No, pick this up. Right. Like this, I am not your maid. I'm your mom. Yeah. And I am not the only person who lives here. Everyone can do their part. <laughs> if you see trash on the floor, please pick it up and not walk by it 10 times. Like yeah. that's my thing. Like okay. I am not the maid. I don't get paid to be a maid. Um, just on my first list of things I will pay for in this house. A once a month, at least person to come clean my house. anyways um because i think that's the same thing like there's not girl jobs and boy jobs there's not girl toys and boy toys Mm -hmm. it's just human things it's just their clothes clothes bring you joy yeah Yeah. this is spark joy um (laughs) painting paul's nail sparks joy uh yeah anyways I don't know. Raise your kids to value themselves. That's all I'm saying. I know I have, I told him I, I have made unfortunately more mistakes on you than I probably will on your brother. And that's the hard part about being the oldest. You learn as you go. And I'm not trying to be lazier with Apollo. I'm trying to do better with both of them right now. Um, but a lot of the conscious parenting and all that stuff has come about since we've had Amaya. Mm-hmm. And even since after we had Apollo that we started trying to practice this and, uh, because I'm recognizing as she's getting older, I don't want to break her spirit. She's at that point. So that age, that 10 year old age where their spirit can be broken and they can go inside of themselves or she can be free and be herself. And she's a really cool kid. I keep telling her, I'm like, dude, you're like literally the best kid I know. You're so responsible. Mm-hmm. You're a little sassy, but so am I. I tell her that all the time. Do I make mistakes? Yes. Do I throw fits? Yes. I'm human. Do I say I'm sorry when I do? Yes. And that's the only thing that matters. Recognize when you made a bad choice. Say you're sorry and move on. I don't know. These are the discussions me and I have while you're at work all day. <laughs> We have grown conversations, me and my children. Because the truth is, we're learning too. I've never been a parent. <laughs> never done this job. <laughs> my sister posted something that's... Been doing it for eight years now. Yeah, yeah. My, and I've learned a lot in the past three. Um, Veronica, my sister, posted something that said, your kids don't realize they're watching you grow up too like we're watching our kids grow up but they're also watching us grow up and that's i was like oh man yes Mm -hmm. because there's nothing like being a parent to show you all of your flaws it's like looking in the mirror and like whoa i didn't realize that about myself parenthood does that and it's beautiful and hard all at the same time anyways agreed yeah so, what was the moral of that episode? Um, love your children. Love yourself. You are valuable. That first breakup is hard. There's nothing like falling in love and realizing those feelings for the first time. I was, like, in shock. Because I thought I was broken my whole life until I was like, oh, that's what my sister was going nuts about. <laughs> I get it now. Um Cause I'm not someone who likes to break rules, which is probably why I never acted on those feelings growing up. Mm-hmm. Cause I had feelings. 
and there was a person I had feelings for, but uh, I just knew for sure I was everyone was gonna know, and I was gonna go to hell. So, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening to our random conversations. <laughs> it always seems to come back to love yourself. You're loved by God. Raise your children to value themselves. It always like there's always that full circle for us. Yeah. I think those are like our main like core values. Like, what is it? Um, Glennon says like your kids aren't going to learn to be brave if they don't see you be brave. The same thing. My kids aren't going to learn to love themselves if they don't see us love ourselves. Mm-hmm. They don't see us valuing who we are and loving and accepting who I am and my quirks. How are they going to do it? Because they learn by showing, not by telling. Do as I say, not as I do kind of things. Like, they're going to do what you do. Yeah. That's why Maya constantly organizes her closet. Because she sees me do that. (laughs) She does as I do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anything else? I'm good. Yeah. Well, I think I I spoke on toxic masculinity and then we kind of went to the nail polish thing. But I think even with religion and that toxic masculinity, like, and I thought, because I had, I'm sorry, I'm coming back, like rabbit trail, bunny whatever it's called um like when a woman compliments another woman it's like oh my god you're so pretty and then like no homo or whatever like not gay there was a conversation i heard that was like why do we have to say that it's very homophobic to say something like that like if i as a gay woman and i tell my best friends this all the time oh my god you look so pretty i love your hair like that outfit looks really good on you or i'll tell wendy at church and like that color is your color i love that color on you it's so pretty on you mm-hmm. i'm not hitting on her i'm complimenting her mm-hmm. because one as believers what did we learn this weekend we are supposed to edify each other to encourage each other and one of those things is telling people when they look good mm-hmm. because m- maybe they don't feel like they look good and to hear it from someone else is going to make their day and boost their confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here for. Um, But like even the same thing, Victoria talked about this on the podcast once. It's like, I'm not after every single woman just because I'm a lesbian. You know what I mean? I'm married and I'm happily married. And me and you both have this confidence and trust and security in a relationship where we can say someone else is pretty or a man is handsome Mm -hmm. and it's not like oh my god so you're gonna leave me for them like no like yeah i have eyes too they are you're right Mm -hmm. um we both tell our friends when we think they look beautiful that's just who we are we're encouragers i guess but um that toxic masculinity of i'm not gonna raise some homo in my house or whatever it's like but what's so wrong with that Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't tell you this. Our friend, um, who's been on the podcast as well, her children were talking. They gave a ride home to one of their kids' friends, and one of the kids said, "But aren't they gay?" And the mom was like, "So what? What does it matter?" And that 
kid thought that that person had a crush on this other sibling. I'm trying to like not use pronouns or names. Um, so it's hard. Anyways, you lost me. Hello. Are you lost? <laughs> well, I don't want to use. We'll talk about name. it later, but go ahead. Uh, so anyways, they thought that the kid they were giving a ride home had a crush on that sibling that said, can we give them a ride home? Mm-hmm. And the mom was like, what does it matter if they're gay? And one of the kids said, well, they're different. And the mom was like, well, how? Leticia and Mati are gay, but they're our friends. And she's like, but they're gay too. And Doug and Rafa are gay. Mm-hmm. It's like, but they're different. And she's like, no, it's the same thing. And so what we were talking about was, because she's like, I'm not trying to make this sound bad. Um, and I said, what it sounds like is because you know us and they know us. They just know us. They know who we are. They know our home. They know our kids. Mm-hmm. They feel love and acceptance from us. Their definition of gay from what they're getting at school must be different. It's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where that fear came in. She's like, I didn't even think about it like that. You're probably right. And it's the same thing. I'm not going to raise no homo. Well, what is your definition? Are you afraid of what they might turn out to be because there haven't been enough good positive images of gay people or trans people who are successful mm-hmm. and kind and loving and, and what does success even mean? I mean, you know what I mean? Success mm-hmm. is in the eye of the beholder, um, a whole different topic, but it's that toxic masculinity or that toxic religion or that, um, indoctrination or that fear of, well, if you're gay, you're not going to be, you're not going to be successful. You're not, you're going to, you know, be a pervert or be a pedophile or be a, Mm -hmm. all these negative words that are associated with us as a community. And, um, I don't know. It's just like redefining that definition. And so if you are a listener, It's your job in your family to define what that is and whether it's, you know, we cuss a little bit on this, but whether it's showing our story or showing Jojo's story on dancing with the stars and she's this amazing, successful, kind, joyful person who also has pain and and normal human things as well. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't put it out there for all of the world to see. Um, another reason I don't think you should put that kind of stuff on Facebook, but whatever. Um, we are normal humans, you know, mm-hmm. we love each other. I happen to fall in love with a woman and I'm attracted to women. I'm married to a woman, but I'm a normal person. Just like, it's like I said, and the last episode, we have more in common than we don't. Um, And it's our jobs as parents also, or as humanity to redefine that definition. And I think that's where there's been people in our lives Mm -hmm. who flip flop back and forth between I'm gay and then, Oh no, I'm back with opposite sex. Mm -hmm. And it's like the reason that kind of thing irritates me is we are trying so hard to make, to make progress for our community And to be like, look, we are just the same and we deserve all the same rights Um, is because, okay, well, if you want to flip flop back and forth, just say I'm bi or I'm pan. Don't say I'm super gay and then like go back to the opposite sex, like make up your mind because people already don't trust us 
and people already have a wall up for a community and what you and I, I know us personally are fighting for is to normalize, like, look, we're the same. We're loved by God. We love God. We raise amazing kids. We love people. We're good people. You have an amazing Mm -hmm. career, you know, like we're just trying to make the world a better place. And so it's like, what are our kids learning out in the world? And what are we teaching them in our house? I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So that toxic masculinity, indoctrination stuff, like, what are you so afraid of mm-hmm. if your kid's gay? Like I said, we're not just, like, perverts attracted to every single same-sex person. There are some people like that. There are a few in each community group. Mm-hmm. But don't put that all on everyone. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. What are you defining that definition as for your family? And what are you letting be the representation for that? Because growing up, we had bad representation. It was all negative. They were all unsuccessful or whatever. I didn't know I could have what I have because that image wasn't put out there in Hollywood. Now it is more and more but um yeah what are you putting out there for your family and how are you helping change that and let this community be more loved if that's something you're after if you are an ally because i think it's important word so anyways (laughs) (laughs) thanks for watching and thanks for listening if you haven't already please like subscribe leave comments on youtube on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen or watch um if you haven't checked out our bus videos yet we are converting a school bus into an rv and i've been putting up videos i think there's three up i'm working on number four right now it's called Um, a schoolie it's called a schoolie it's a school bus that we're converting into an rv and we have no idea what we're doing yet but um one week at a time we're trying this on our journey yeah so please share this video if you know someone who might benefit from it or like it if you don't like it no problem you don't have to comment or like but we appreciate y'all coming back every week so have a great one until next time instead of backwards this time (laughs) (laughs) they make a lot there's so many i'm telling you i'm gonna start doing that on my side hustle (laughs) we got the mic for Uh, it that silver mic that's what they all use because you can turn the gain up so loud check out my next uh youtube channel asmr by money asmr by money